0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the Warhammer 40K podcast where you get
1: to write the script. If you would like to submit your story, you can email... podcast at gmail.com and if you'd like to support the show and maybe even jump your story in the line or maybe even read stories with me or maybe you have a story you would like to read to me head on over to patreon at lorehammer listener lore and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show enjoy Hello, and welcome to Lore Hammer Listener Lore, the 40K podcast where you get to write the script. Uh, hey, I'm your host, Marcus, and joining me today, we got EarthSats. How's it going, my man?
2: Hello, guys. Doing good,
1: doing good. Welcome back to the show. Back again, round two. Round two. This time, we're going to share some of your stuff that you've written. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I hear you've intentionally written these to kind of like just... Try to really make me go crazy. We got a unknown Primark story in here.
2: (laughs) Trigger warning now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, trigger warning now. (laughs) So I'm excited. Uh, We won't take these ones too seriously, but we are going to share them and have some good laughs together. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So the first story we have is called the Dromius Wars. And then the second one is called Alator Vibes. So I'm going to read the first one, the Dromius Wars. Sweat dripped down Sergeant Dayland's brow. Five months had passed since the eighth brigade of the Australian Ninth Mile Snipers made planet fall. Sergeant Day glanced over at his superior First Lieutenant Bona. Have you received word from forward command? Sergeant Dry asked. I haven't received any updates in days, replied Bonna. You don't think the moos <laughs> have got to them, do you? they questioned. It's hard to say. They are fierce and capable beasts of immense destruction and attack with incredible speed. Just one moo could take down 10 guardsmen without being fell, Lieutenant Bonner said sternly. The lieutenant's squad had been through many battles under his command, from the raid on Skell's reach to the breach of 10,000 souls, but they had never fought against such a foe as the Dromyesus nothing is as utterly ruthless mysterious and cold-hearted as these beasts suddenly a piercing screech broke through the trees lieutenant bonner signaled over to sergeant die and the others to get low heavy footfalls could be heard around the squad getting both quieter and louder at the same time hold fast men these moves are trying to disorient us barked Bona. ready yourselves attach bayonets prepare for imminent attack Sergeant uh, dry screeched it was too late the moose had taken their first prize a sniper who was too busy looking for the kill he had been dragged away squealing so fast that the large sound caused by the whiplash of his neck snapping rang out after him all around the squad the sound of branches cracking and stones moving underfoot could be heard Private Oliver cracked and started to call for his mother, screaming, Mom, Mom, I don't want to die. Holy Emperor, forgive me. He got up and ran into the trees. What followed was a gurgling noise as Private Oliver choked on his own blood. This set off a chain reaction that led to many other members of the squad shooting themselves or shaking helplessly from the shared horror of listening to friends and squad mates gruesome, gruesomely die around them. Um, Wow, okay, very bleak so far. (laughs) Uh, Out into the clearing walked the (laughs) moose. Oh my god. They were huge bipedal monsters with claws as long as power claws, used by the famed Adeptus Astartes. These beasts were covered in gray feathers that were now drenched in the maroon blood of the fallen squad members. The arm of Olive could be seen. <clears throat> the arm of Olive could be seen in the beak, which toppled or topped the long neck. Flee, I'll hold them, barked Lieutenant Bonna. Sergeant D- Dye mustered a few remaining men and ran into the bush. The, sout- the shout of Lieutenant Bonna, could be heard as well as the roar of his chainsaw. For the imp! Wh- his shout was cut short, smothered by the squawking of the moose and ripping of flesh. Run, run! was the only thought going through Sergeant Dye's head. One of the rest of the squad behind him dropped. One by one, the rest of the squad dropped, some, some tripping on undergrowth, others getting taken by the moves, leaving mists of blood behind. Soon, Sergeant Die was alone, the sole survivor. The noise of the moves were now silent, along with the cries from the squad. Sergeant Die. Sergeant Dye's heart was beating so fast now that he felt as if it was about to pop out of his mouth. By now, Sergeant Dye was searching for a way of getting out of this horror that was most certainly still behind him, if not in front. He thought to himself that moves do not have arms and thus could not climb. Swift as a valkyrie, Dye climbed up the nearest tree and lay on a high up branch. His fatigue eventually caught up with him and he fell into a deep sleep. Several hours later, he awoke. All around him was dark and the sound of the forest like an orchestra midway through through a crescendo Believing the danger is over, Sergeant Die slid back down the tree and into the waiting <laughs> jaws of the moose below.
2: <laughs> oh, no. there we go. Oh, my
1: God. Ah, okay. So tell me about this story. You've clearly painted a very ferocious beast here.
2: Uh, yes. So, so we all know about the famed <laughs> emu wars in Australia. So this, this is a play on the emu wars. So I... <laughs> I think Dromaeus is like the scientific word for emu.
1: Okay, so
2: I, I stole <laughs> that from that. Um, I've also stolen the Eighth Brigade. That that's some. I looked that up. It's a famed Australian World War II brigade. I think.
1: Okay, and clearly <laughs> we, we have uh Dyland, who is Dylan, <laughs> yes. one of our Australian guys.
2: <laughs> oh, man. We've got, we got got Bonner, the good old John. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah and the flavor of him really came through with all the yelling so that's nice that's <laughs> perfect going <laughs> to the end too <laughs> yeah um, i love it uh you, they sound like horrific creatures man oh, yeah. <laughs> really monsters <Yeah. laughs>
2: no wonder they won two wars
1: <laughs> oh man classic um well yeah that was fun that was just an enjoyable <laughs> little read um do you want to share the other one now? I, I'm more excited to hear this one, to be honest, because, well, you this know, one. emus are now going to haunt my dreams because of you. <laughs> <me. laughs>
0: Never
2: going to go back to Australia ever again.
0: <laughs> BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150, then
2: Genetically similar to the other Primarchs, Elator landed on Hope, a planet in the Donanian sector of the Segmentum Pacificus. The planet oh, God, I caught... hear the emus. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I think. have emus behind. They're coming. <laughs> <They're> coming. <laughs> this <laughs> Sorry, carry on. The, the planet was constantly grasped by wars amongst the various clans that made up the population. Although the planet itself was full of lush forests and beautiful bodies of water, reminiscent of a pleasure world, the population was full of greed. It was here that Alator, a pacifist by nature, grew up. Unlike the other Primarchs, he found that working to create peace did not have to be achieved through violent actions. Rising through the ranks of the planetary government, through successful peace practices until he was in charge of the planet. It was a few years into his term as president when the emperor's beloved son, Horace, came. The problem was that although Alator was of the same genetic makeup as his brother, Horace, he did not have the same motives or constant need to bring others into the emperor's fold. He was no dummy. He learned long ago that the greatest thing he had ever achieved was peace on his home planet, which was achieved through his peaceful actions. The great Horace was unable to convince Alator to join the great crusade, for Alator had all he ever wanted at his home planet. Alator went on to share his views with Horace and show him the wonders of his world. Horace took particular interest into a machine that could play back memories a person watching. These memories would be collected and turned into a kind of flavoured essence that was used as a seasoning for foods as a condiment. Depending on the memory, the flavour would change. Sweet for bliss, sour for anger. After a time, Horace knew that there was no way to convince his brother to join the Emperor's fight. With no other choice left, Horace tricked Alator by saying that his views on how to achieve peace was needed. Alator was invited onto the vengeful spirit and not prone. Alator was then strapped into the same machine that made dream condiments, which had now been brought onto Horus's flagship. Horus and his army proceeded to leave the planet on the vengeful spirit. He did not leave without eradicating the world that Alator called home. It was in this machine that Alator still sits Dreaming about his peaceful existence on loop while the machine continuously uh, continues to churn out the sweet dream powder. This powder was the uh, this powder is what the emperor used, Imperium uses to keep servitors and arch flagents in their peaceful state before they are needed to attack. Even Alator has unwillingly become yet another tool in his father's toolbox.
1: Oof. Bleak. there we go
2: another bleak story
1: yeah yeah i sense a, a theme here uh yeah <laughs> man yeah i i've always wondered like what would happen like if one of the primarchs was a pacifist because yeah, like yeah. they they very clearly kind of take on the personality of the planet so if they land on a peaceful paradise planet they're not gonna really care for war yeah sure <laughs> oh man uh i also really like that uh that flavored uh dream powder or whatever the, <laughs> the the dark elder have something very similar where they actually like use the souls mo- more so than like um then like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. but like yeah that's kind of a cool concept uh <laughs> he plays back sweet memories and very cool
2: yeah. did i mention he's also a female i just thought oh.
1: i'd throw that out <laughs> sniff that right in under the <laughs> water <wire> there <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, cool! <laughs> I don't know what else to share about that one besides it's wrong. Clearly, it's wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> You're wrong, and I don't like it, but <laughs> still cool. Um, do do you uh do you have like a serious version of what you think like the second primarchs are or the lost primarchs are? Is this what you think?
2: Oh, I I think I, don't know. I think honestly, it's probably yeah. One of them just disagreed. And just like, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, I'm good here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like maybe he grew up on like a Xenos planet even and was raised yeah, by Xenos. Yeah, so yeah. it's just like, no, I'm not killing these people. Like, yeah.
2: Either that or like he's just like, um, no, I'm the leader here. I, I don't want to be working underneath someone. Why would I do that?
1: Yeah, and yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> so <I'm killed>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever happened to them, I'm sure it sticks to the 40K trends. I oh, what it rim is. dark. It's-
2: Space cats. Space cats. That's why they sent good old Lehman Russ off to them. (laughs) No! No, I
1: hate it. (laughs) Uh, I'm surprised I don't see more space cat chapters. Now I need to go out there and kind of search. Yeah, like Reddit probably is the good scum where I could probably find the best space cat chapters. (laughs)
2: 4chan's probably full of it.
1: 4chan. Oh my 4chan. God. I don't have the courage to make my way there. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Very cool. Well, thanks. Uh thank you, Orsats, for sharing some stories. I got some good oh, laughs. Um... <laughs>
2: no worries. Always fun to shake things up a bit. Too yeah, many serious ex- stories.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, that's the nice thing about 40k. Like I've read some truly like awful short stories, but also at the same (laughs) time, they they can be very enjoyable at the same time. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, uh, I was told the other day, uh, I need to come up with a tagline for the end of the show. You know, I have this sweet, like, Oh, 40k podcast, but you get to write the script. Uh, so Hey guys, be encouraged. Go write some, some quacky 40k lore If you don't know how to do some serious (laughs) stuff, do whatever you're into.
2: Yeah, there's still one missing, Primark. You can keep on with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. There's the opening.
2: New <laughs> rules. No females. Uh... Space cats preferred. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, yeah, now now send it my way. I need that. I need to know the, the lore behind <laughs> this thing. need to know more about this. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for listening.
2: Goodbye, everyone.
1: Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at lorehammerlistenerlore. See you next episode.